Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. In Los Angeles, it depends. Are you purple and gold? If it is, it's a good morning. If you're a Clipper fan, it might not be. One of the great collapses in NBA history. Doc Rivers has blown more 3-1 series leads than any coach in the history of the NBA. And I only say that because he's got such a great reputation. He is a championship Winning coach, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, ESPN Radio, the app ESPN News. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Everybody's on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. If you love college football, Reese Davis, the host of College Game Day, is less than 10 minutes away. And in just over an hour, Notre Dame head coach, Brian Kelly, will be here with the Irish eligible for the ACC championship. We'll talk all about that. But, Key, right off the top, we got to talk about an epic choke job for the Clippers with the Lakers awaiting in the eyes of the basketball world upon them. Ain't going to happen. You know, last night, and we had that rejoin right there coming in, and you could hear my voice and stuff. I was about, I might have been five frozen margaritas in and two shots. I would think right around when I start taping that, you know, and and, and uh, put it on the social media deal. And every minute that went by, I found myself sipping again. It was just one of those deals where, you know, I just felt like, and I don't want to say, well, I guess it is a choke job, right? It is yeah. when you go from one, you're up 3-1, and then all of a sudden it's even at 3-3. Three, three, that pressure now, ooh, that thing gets really, really tight. And you could sense it along the way that the Clippers felt coming into this game that, their backs were against the wall, and they had to figure out how to come out swinging, and they didn't. If you look at the fourth quarter of that game, you could see it was just slipping away. <laughs> it laughing, right, because those shots on that bench, you know, you don't ever want to poke fun at somebody's sadness, but that those shots, oh, I love those, the looks on those faces. Oh, I love it. On ESPN it, News it right was, now. It was priceless. It was priceless because so much conversation out of L.A. is, the Clippers have arrived. They've got Paul George. They've got Kawhi Leonard. They, they've got Patrick Beverly, who's the, the nasty gnat that gets in the face defensively and causes all sorts of havoc. And then to watch them just disintegrate right before your own eyes, oh, it's just a thing of beauty. And so it will be the Nuggets against Keys Lakers. Uh, game one is Friday. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you to check out ESPN Audio at home by telling Alexa to play news from ESPN. ESPN Audio at home brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. The Nuggets are essentially ready for anything, too. They've won six elimination games this postseason. Their last four playoff series, even if you stretch back to last year, have all been Game 7s. They've done an amazing job. Their head coach, Michael Malone, had coronavirus. Their best player, Jokic, had coronavirus. They've overcome a ton to get here. But I want to bring this up to you real quick and get your thoughts because it's all really about the Clippers and where they go in their immediate future. July 5, 2019, so last summer as we're in the final stretches of summer uh, this year. I know in some places it doesn't feel like summer, but... July 5, 2019, NBA Summer League, Las Vegas. It's all good. We're playing. Everybody's having fun. And then an earthquake hits. And do you remember that? Last yeah, summer, yeah. earthquake, it shut down all the games there at the Summer League. And that was all the talk. And then about four or five hours later, and I can say this tongue planted firmly in cheek because there were no serious injuries out in Las Vegas at the Summer League, the NBA had a huge earthquake of itself because about five hours after the earthquake, it was Kawhi and Paul George. Woj dropped it that they were both going to the Clippers. So here we are. They still don't have enough to get over the top with those two. A great coach in Doc Rivers. The sixth man of the year in Montrez Harrell. A former sixth man of the year in mm-hmm. Lou Williams. Yep. What else do they need? 
you think it's enough, right? I mean, every time we get to these situations in basketball or in any sport for that matter, where a team looks like they're going to win it all and then they get derailed, the first thing we start doing is trying to figure out what else is it that they need? What else is it that they need? I don't think that they need anything. I think they need to change their approach. Mm. I think they need to realize in the regular season, yeah, Kawhi Leonard gets rest and you still win games. But if you want some sort of continuity, because you pointed to that in the postseason, I mean, your post-presser saying that you guys didn't feel like you were in sync and hadn't played a whole lot of basketball together, well, you need to change that approach. If, if that is truly what you believe, you need to change that approach because it certainly worked when Kawhi was in Toronto. He won yep. with Nick Nurse as a coach. I mean, that. so how does it not work for you in L.A.? I think you got to look at the X's and O's because certainly the Willie and the Joes are there. They have the players to compete for a championship. There's no question about it. So if that's the case, why aren't we really focusing in on Doc Rivers in this situation? Like you mentioned earlier, this is his third time up 3-1 in a playoff series that he loses. Wow. And, 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 and when you think about Doc Rivers – because of all the respect that we have for him. Sure. Everything that he stands for, we love about Doc Rivers. If this was any other coach with this type of talent right. in this situation, we would be, you know, doing some dirty work to him, right? Oh, get, get this guy. Get. All he needs to do, though, is take some time off, mm-hmm. reshift his focus, yep. figure out what it was that he did wrong as a coach, and get the players to fully buy in so they could try and make a run to dethrone the Lakers of the 2020 championship that they're going to win in 2021. Okay, Keith. See how I put that all together? Call it, calling it. The biggest beneficiary of the Clippers collapse, our Brian Windhorst says, it's obvious. LeBron has been given a glorious opportunity. The Bucks are gone. The Clippers are gone. Those are the two teams that we thought for months were the teams that were going to give them problems. All right? He is holding in his hand a chance at that fourth title, a chance at that winning that title with that third team, putting another banner up at Staples, legendary status as a Laker going forward. He's got to take it. He could play another three years of the Lakers and not get this opportunity again, whether it's the Clippers or, or Heat or whoever, wherever Giannis goes or whatever happens. So his eyes are wide open on this one. He knows, so he's got to take it. It's took. That's not even I, – I, Brian's great with that, but that's already took. He was going to do that even if he had to go up against the Clippers, Z. He knew that coming to L.A., there was going to be crazy amounts of pressure for him to deliver a world championship. It, it just it, It's just what it is. You're the greatest player in the world. you got the purple and the gold on. The fans and the people of L.A. are starving for another championship, haven't had one since Kobe Bryant. And on top of that, everything that we've gone through in 2020, you being a part of the team when everything happened to Kobe and you coming out and saying you're going to put all this on your back, we expect for him to deliver a championship. There's no question about it, and I believe he's going to do it along with AD and the rest of the cast of characters. So this could be his 10th appearance in the finals if he can get past the Nuggets. Our Charles, uh, well, Charles Barkley was joining our program a couple of weeks ago, and he essentially said when we asked him after the Nuggets were gassed, outlasted Utah in that Game 7, what percent chance do you give the Nuggets to beat the Clippers? And he flat said zero. So we're not going back to Chuck because he was wrong. So I'm going to ask you, percent chance that the Nuggets can beat the Lakers. Zero. Zero. 
Yeah, I'm 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 a double down for Chuck. Zero. Now can they can they spook him? Yeah, they can spook him. The Lakers have lost the first game in both series that they played this year. I mean in this playoffs. Right. And then rolled. They could certainly spook them, but then when you look at you look at the situation with the Lakers, you talk about in head-to-head matchups this season alone, the Lakers are up 3-1. I, I just don't think that they have enough, especially from an offensive standpoint with the Lakers' defense in all of the big bodies that we can run at the Joker. I mean, we can run A.D. at him, Dwight Howard, JaVale at him. I mean, you know, he, could, he certainly, in my opinion, is not quick enough in, 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 as far as his feet movement is concerned to get past them if he brings them out from underneath the basket to blow past them. And then they're long enough to defend the long shot. So I, I just look at what Frank Vogel's done from a defensive standpoint in the bubble, a tremendous job. The defense has completely made a 180-degree change from the regular season to what they're doing in the bubble now. And then the LeBron James factor is much like what we're seeing in Miami with Jimmy Butler. Mm believe it or not, but different. Jimmy Butler has that grit to him, like that, just that, that real nasty type of attitude where LeBron's attitude is, just follow me. Mm-hmm. I've done this before. Watch and come along. And I think that that's what you're going to see when the Lakers take on the Nuggets. Game one will be Friday, and uh, Joker not joking around. He had the old 16-22-13 triple-double last night. Let that settle in for a second. 16 points, 22 boards, 13 assists. Murray went for 40, and the last time the Nuggets made the Western Conference Finals in 09, they lost to... The Lakers, man. Stop. The Lakers. Yeah. And this is the Lakers' first Conference Finals appearance in we'll, about a We'll take so. it. <laughs> right? We'll take it. The bad part about it is we have to do it in the bubble, but... Everybody's got to do it in the bubble. That's why That's why when the Clippers start kind of talking about the preparation and all this stuff, I'm like, everybody got the same damn preparation. Stop giving excuses. You just didn't, you didn't play well, and you lost. And when you think about Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard's going to get some heat from a lot of these little sports talk show type bobbleheads that will be running around talking about, <laughs> is Kawhi Leonard really as great as he is? Yes, he is. Yes, he is, but you're going to hear people try to put that narrative out there because the team basically tanked. Yeah. That's what that, so you're going to we're, – we're the show in the morning that starts it all, and then everybody follows us around the country, and the next thing you're going to start hearing is Kawhi Leonard, oh, God, he's leaving, or Kawhi Leonard's not as good as you think. See, he couldn't do it, which is not fair. He and PG unrestricted free agents after next season, whenever next season happens. We're one minute away from getting Reese Davis, the host of College Game Day's opinion on some eyebrow-raising comments from the reigning national championship head coach. But first, let's go from A to Z. And A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. Now at Redbox, stream the theatrical home release of Bill and Ted Face the Music, starring Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. Yes, they were also in the excellent adventure back in 89, if you're old enough. Get premium access. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. This is important for Key, his nephew, Michael Thomas, week to week after suffering a high ankle injury. Final minutes of the Saints win over Tom in Tampa on Sunday. We're going week to week, so I should mention next week, Monday night, the Saints will be in Las Vegas. Got to get used to saying that. Against the Raiders on ESPN's Monday Night Football. And then they'll be under the lights again when they'll host Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, both of those teams, are out to 1-0 and start. So they will have the attention to themselves of the football world, but they may not have 
Michael Thomas with them. Thomas out to the best start statistically of any quarter of any wide receiver, excuse me, in NFL history. The 49ers search for reinforcements to their banged up receiving core as we stay on the pass catching tip. Resulted in a bit of a reunion for Kyle Shanahan. One year deal with the veteran wideout Mohamed Sanu on Tuesday, a move that Shanahan hinted at during his press conference a couple days ago. You might remember they were together uh, in Atlanta, Key. This is this is what I'm talking about when I talk about wide receivers and the value of a guy like Allen Robinson. They should go try to make a move for him if Chicago doesn't want to pay him to get him that 20-plus million dollars that he's worth. Yeah, Shanahan was the offensive coordinator, and then Sunu was a pass catcher back in Atlanta four years ago. The World Series will officially be played entirely in a bubble at the Texas Rangers' new ballpark. Welcome to 2020. There's just nothing that surprises you when you wake up in the morning. No, I, you know, and I, I wanted to ask Buster if, if there's any conversation about fans potentially in the postseason when they get that deep into it? They are hoping that fans can attend. It's a good question, and that has been answered. They are hoping Major League Baseball is bullish that fans can attend. The Division Series, the LCS, and the World Series, all part of a bubble designed to minimize exposure, obviously, to the coronavirus. This will be the first World Series one-site situation since 1944, obviously. I wasn't born. No, these are unprecedented times. We were trying to find the uh, crystal clear standard definition for that this morning on ESPN News. Not able to come up with it. From A to Z, brought to you by Dell. Save up to 45% during Dell semi-annual sale on business laptops and desktops with Intel Core processors. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL or visit dell.com slash business deals. It's a pleasure to have the... Host of ESPN's College Game Day, Reese Davis, join us this morning. More college football with Brian Kelly, Notre Dame's head coach, coming up at nine a uh, nine ten, excuse me, a.m. Eastern. Reese, I want to play you this comment from LSU head coach Ed Orgeron on what's going on with his team and the coronavirus, and then get your thoughts. I think that we've got a good handle of it, but once a kid gets it, the next man got to go up. And, you know, uh, Mickey comes tell me, Jack comes tell me, this this person tested positive, this person's going to be quarantined, they give me the number of days, and we got to make adjustments. Look, two weeks ago, we had everybody on our offensive line except two or three guys were out. Uh, we couldn't go any team. Uh, we adjusted very well, and we've got to make adjustments. But I think most of... Uh, not all of our players, but most of our players have caught it. So I think that hopefully they don't catch it again, and hopefully they're not for games, you know. Reese, you sort of said that casually on the end. Most of our guys have caught it. What do you make of this? Uh, I'm not surprised, Zubin, but I, I think people have sort of misunderstood it. If you remember when um, uh, when they first came back to campus, they had a, a an outbreak that was that seemed to be tied to a lot of guys like a lot of college students have. They, they got back together for the first time and they, you know, they went out and did some social things and a lot of guys got it. Now, from my understanding at LSU, we're thankful for this for sure. Nobody has gotten seriously ill. It doesn't diminish the impact at all of that, but they, it's probably just referring to the fact or the way I took it when I heard him say that they had a huge number of guys who got it early. They got that under control, and then I guess apparently it sounds as if they, you know, they had an issue in the offensive line during camp, which you know a lot of uh, a lot of schools have. And it, my understanding from most of the coaches I've talked to is that it, the contact tracing and preventative measures have kept people out of practice rather than people being seriously ill. So I don't, uh, I didn't take it as you know. I, I saw some reaction that some were saying that he, you know, was encouraging him to get it. I didn't take it like that at all. I think he was just stating the facts. They had a big number of guys get it. 
when they first got back. They've had some more guys get it now, and it's a pretty good percentage of the team that's had it. And he's hopeful that, that no one else uh, gets it from this point forward. At least that, that's, that's the way I took it. Reese, uh, on Sunday we thought we were going to hear about the Big Ten. Last night we thought we were going to hear about the Big Ten and their decision on whether to play or not. What's the holdup now? Uh, you know, I was just doing some reading on that this morning, Key, and I and I talked to people uh, over the last couple of days that were more on the football side than the administrative side, obviously. They were hopeful it was about to happen. From what I've read, I guess they're still you know, trying to determine what they're comfortable with being the president uh, as it pertains to testing and, you know, how, uh, how comfortable they are with uh, the frequency of the testing. Is it going to be something like the Pac-12 is getting ready to do and testing daily, or is it going to be, you know, less frequent, uh, but with access to some of the quicker tests at the end of the week, like some of the other conferences are doing. So that's the only thing I can imagine that's the hold up or, or if it's, not something like that would just go, it didn't have to be political, wouldn't it? And that, this has been so uh, unlike the Big Ten to present such a front that is not unified, such a fractured front on the decision to play or not to play, that maybe they're still having to try to get everybody uh, to present a unified front once they uh, make a decision to go forward. Maybe they're still convincing some people to go one way or the other. This has been a, a big damn headache all the way around in the Big Ten. What, what do you think happens with Kevin Warren when all dust is settled? Well, I'm hopeful that, that, he, can, that he can move past it and go on because, look, there, we, we don't live in a time of nuance, Keith. People want things to be one way or the other on the extreme scale, right? Kevin came in and a very difficult situation under the best of circumstances. He's following a guy who's one of the giant figures in college sports history in Jim Delaney, a guy who, who did wonderful things for the Big Ten, was universally respected, and you know had deep relationships that had been formed over 30-some odd years. It's difficult to follow someone who leaves giant footprints to begin with. Uh, Kevin Warren is is eminently qualified, and everybody, you know, Jim included, you know, very excited and confident in him when Kevin comes in. And now you're handed uh, a pandemic. I mean, that's it's an impossible situation to begin with. So I think that you know people ought to ought to slow down and 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 give him a little a little break based on that. That said. I don't think that – I think he can learn from the fact that he was not able to present that unified face that I was talking about before. You know, I, I think back to the stories from when the Big East was formed in basketball and, you know, Dave Gavitt was running the show and you had those giant personalities in the conference. You had, you had John Thompson, you had Louis Karnasaka, uh, you had Rowley, you had Beheim, and, you know, you, he would have them, you know, fellas fight it out whatever you got to say in here, yell, scream, you know, uh, grab each other around the net, you know, figuratively speaking, of course. But when we walk out of this room, we're, we're presenting a unified front and we're going in this decision. So I think that Kevin could learn from that. Uh, and I think that, I think that probably his ability to uh, get people to go in the direction that he thinks is best will probably improve over time. It's hard to go in and, you know, a few months into your tenure, all of a sudden they shut down all your sports 
and everybody's fighting over what the proper direction is. So I think some time and his ability to build those relationships uh, will will help him in the long run. But uh, I, I think, you know, it's, it's certainly been a rocky tenure, and I think there are things he could have he could have done much better. There's no question about that in terms of messaging and in terms of, of getting everybody on the same page and explaining thoroughly the reasons for the conference's decision. I also think, in my judgment, they acted hastily both times. They announced the schedule, and a few days later they're not playing. Uh, I, think, I think they could have benefited from more patience in making final decisions. Well said, and this is something the ACC is going to have to watch as well because with their commissioner, John Swafford, retiring another giant in the college sports game, we'll see what they do. Obviously, Kevin Warren has followed Jim Delaney, and it's just a continuing domino of the next generation of leaders, and they've got some real, real challenges to address, as we all know. Reese, thank you so much for joining us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. All right, guys. You Thanks on. a lot, Reese. It's the great Reese Davis, ESPN's College Game Day. We'll continue to talk about Coach O's comments. Reese took them a little bit differently than most other people have, and I think he made really good sense. The nuance was lost. O was just stating a fact, but the fact is that people are freaking out over it. We'll get Key's comments on that because Key has been the biggest proponent of not playing at all, no matter what conference you're in. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com so the chiefs by the way in game two they're going to step into divisional play they'll take on the los angeles chargers and the takeaway image for a lot of people week one of the season there were some great things and obviously some serious social mess uh, social justice messages but from just a tongue-in-cheek perspective it was watching thursday night with andy Reid's face shield fogging up with the glasses. He said after the game, it was brutal. We got to figure out what to do. So according to the Kansas City Star, somebody heard Andy say that. The New Hampshire-based company that makes those face shields, SleepNet Corporation, reached out and essentially said, we are going to fix that situation for you. We're going to get you a new mask. No word if it'll be there in time when they take on the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. But just kind of a little fun tongue-in-cheek. Sean McVay got slapped on the wrist yesterday, uh, essentially for not really wearing it. He had down around the chin, and the league basically said, "Uh, fellas, all 32, up by the nose like everybody else. Well, it was a ton of coaches. It wasn't just Sean. It was a ton of coaches, assistants, everything on the sidelines. When you're watching the games, their mask was down. And I guess it's breathing or whatever, and they want to be able to communicate through the headsets, and it's probably uncomfortable. And they figure, we're on the sideline. We're good. We've all been tested. Everything works out. And, Andy, I I don't know if it was the – the humidity, the rain, whatever the case is, because you would think underneath it's open. So right. the airflow 
would allow the you know the the, the mask to stay clear. And so Big Red, which I call Andy Reid, uh, <laughs> Big Red, he he couldn't see. I mean, but you know. It wound up working out for him anyway, right? Big fog. <laughs> it, it, it wound up working out for him. They won the game. So that's all that really matters. We'll see what happens. So Andy Reid, help is indeed on the way. We were talking with Reese Davis of uh, College Game Day earlier this morning on the big story overnight that Ed Orgeron essentially casually said in one of his press conferences that essentially the entire LSU team had contracted COVID. And as Reese properly said, sometimes you live in a headline society where you see that and say, wait, how could that happen? They have 85 guys are the defending national champions. What's going on down there? Whereas Reese essentially said, I think Ed was talking over the course of time. Guys were back slowly. Everybody sort of contracted it by going to parties and doing things young kids do. I'm going to let you make your determination. I'm with Reese on this. I think he is as well. But this is Coach Orgeron on the money comment yesterday that got everybody in a tizzy about the team being stricken with coronavirus. I think that we've got a good handle of it, but once a kid gets it, the next man got to go up. And, you know, uh, Mickey comes tell me, Jack comes tell me, this this person tested positive, this person's going to be quarantined, they give me the number of days, and we've got to make adjustments. Look, two weeks ago, we had everybody on our offensive line except two or three guys were out. Uh, we couldn't go any team. Uh, we adjusted very well, and we've got to make adjustments. But I think most of... Uh, not all of our players, but most of our players have caught it. So I think that hopefully they don't catch it again, and hopefully they're not for games, you know. What do you think? I, I understand what he's saying. I mean, you know, a lot of guys have contracted it, and he didn't. He couldn't practice with some guys. And when you say, you know, a lot of our guys, he's not saying the entire team. He's just saying a bulk of the team right. over time has certainly, in that hot, hot state, has certainly come across it. That's not all he's saying. Right? No, not a surprise at all. Not, but you know me, I'm like, don't play. But it seems like everybody's getting ready to start playing here soon. On that tip, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance for the college football fan. Hang tight, 9, 10 a.m. Eastern. Brian Kelly, Notre Dame's head coach, will be here. There has been all sorts of speculation over the weekend that at some point the Big Ten is going to take a vote, re-vote to try to re-implement the season. Everybody's kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, if indeed it happens, they are targeting a date, which makes sense, of somewhere between October 17th or the 24th, those two Saturdays. That would allow them to play eight games over eight weeks or eight games over nine weeks, which would allow them to get into the college football playoff. A vote could be imminent, could be coming at any time, but you're saying this is all a fool's errand. No, I, I mean, look, man, they they, they got to get it right from a medical standpoint. I know, I know the SEC is, is moving forward, the ACs move forward, the Big 12 conferences move forward, even though their first week wasn't so great. I, I, I look at what the Big Ten is trying to do and whether or not this pressure from outside influence is pushing this to happen opposed to smart minds. Now, whether or not they're going to move forward with it or this vote whenever it comes down says no, then we'll know at that point in time. But I'm just... You know, I'm, I want safety and health, man. I, that's that's just really what I'm where, where I'm coming from. I, I'm all about the safety and the health and the well-being of the young men and women that have to deal with this on their college campuses on a daily basis. Now, there's a lot of kids in the Big Ten conference, as well as other conferences throughout the country, that have opted out. That are star players oh, that yeah. have NFL draft status moving forward. That says, you know what, I need to get ready for the NFL to to secure my future. I don't want to play. 
no doubt. Penny Sewell from Oregon could be a top five pick. Michael Parsons of Penn State. Obviously, we're talking Big Ten. Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech. These are all names you may not know right now, but trust me, when Mel and Todd go deep, you'll know them. Here's a timetable key that you just mentioned. Our Heather Dinich, college football playoff reporter, was just on Get Up with Mike Greenberg and company over on ESPN Television, and she reported that the Big Ten has until the end of the week to decide. So Kevin Warren and company and the school presidents and chancellors have a little bit of wiggle room, but we should know, we've heard this before, that by the end of the week there will be some level of clarity. Let, let me know when it happens. <laughs> Just let me know when it happens. That's all. There's been a lot of people, very reputable people, that have been wrong on this story left and right. But obviously the stakes are gigantic. And indeed, if they can get it done, an October start is pivotal because that would put them back into the college football playoff with probably an eight-game season. Still on the way. We're going to go fill in the blank. We'll get Key's thoughts. Aaron Rodgers will finish his career with fill in the blank. And Mike D'Antoni is going to coach fill in the blank last season. And fill in the blank. Who are the two teams that are going to the NBA Finals? Key's thoughts on all those subjects are on the way. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Fill in the blank on some of the biggest sports questions that you have. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app. Use code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, we're also presented by Progressive Insurance. Brian Kelly is on the way, 9, 10 a.m. Eastern. Karan Butler played for the Lakers and the Clippers. Two teams moving in different directions. He'll join us at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. So while we're on the Lakers tip key, let's fill in the blank. We'll just give you a scenario, and you tell us what's going to happen. This one had to be written because Key's already assuming the Lakers are going to win the Western Conference Finals. So the Lakers will beat the Nuggets in in fill-in-the-blank games to advance to the Finals. Five. I think they beat them in five. I think the Nuggets get one. Lakers Lakers win the first game. Nuggets probably win the second, and then we roll from there. Something like that. Yeah, because the legs of the Nuggets are tired right now. Lakers are rested. So they'll come out hot and heavy. They'll regroup. Probably will squander a lead like the Clippers were, you know, in the second game. And then from there we'll get our act together and we'll just steamroll them. 
to your point, game one disappointments for the Lakers losing to Portland, losing to Houston, but we'll see. Game one, 9 p.m. Eastern on Friday, Lakers in five, according to Key. Okay, now we're going to have to set this one up here. The Chiefs' first loss will be in, and I'm going to guess you don't have the Chiefs' schedule memorized off the top of your head. I I, I, kind of do. Okay, go ahead. So it'll Uh, be the Chargers, Chargers. right? They'll beat the Chargers. Then I got the Ravens in in Baltimore week three. On Monday night football. On Monday night, that'll be their first loss. Okay, so we'll call it. They'll be two and one. Yeah, they'll be two and one. All right, so the Chiefs beat the Texans and then beat the Chargers, lose to the Ravens, Lamar and Patrick Mahomes on ESPN. How great is that? Yeah, that'll be, be a, it'll be somewhat of a shootout. It'll be that, that game will be like that Ram Baltimore game. That was on Monday night where Lamar just went nuts. It'll be that type of situation. He'll torch the, the defense of Kansas city. He'll squeak out a win by like four. The game that key references that first loss, September 28th on Monday night football. If they happen to squeak by the next week, they will host the Pats. So that could be interesting. Okay. This one, I mean, you may have this memorized for a different reason. Uh, the Jets' first win. So from the Chargers' first loss to the Jets' first win, they got the 49ers at home this Sunday. Any possibility after the loss no, of the Bills? No. Then they're at Indy. Could they beat no, Indy? No, they're not going to do that. Then they're hosting Denver. Could no, they beat Denver? No, not going to do that. Then they're hosting Kyler Murray in Arizona. No, I'm not going to do that. Then they're in L.A. to take the Chargers No, nope, not going to do that. Then they're hosting Josh Allen and the Bills. Nope, not going to do that. I'm going to skip over this one, but just for the record, they'll be uh, playing at Arrowhead. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's not good <laughs> they either. They could be getting murdered there. Then they will host the Pats. No, Belichick's going to continue st- to we're still do in them an, in. We're still at an over. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This, is, okay this one's reasonable. This is reasonable. At Miami. No. Wow. No. Okay. So let's go. 0 and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 0 and 9 right now. Okay. Do they defeat the bye? <laughs> they get the bye. They get the bye. Okay. But here's what happened during the bye. Who's okay. the team after the bye? They will host Miami. Okay. So here's what happens. Okay. So prior, they lose to Miami. Okay. On then the they road. Ha- on the road, then they have a bye. Correct. They come back and play Miami. Correct. So what happens during the bye, after that loss in Miami, Joe Douglas goes and he sits in first class next GM, to Adam right. GM, next to Adam Gates, and he says, you know, I just got off the phone with Mr. Johnson, and um, we want to meet back at the facility after everybody gets off the bus. I think we're going to go in a different direction. And then Adam gets off the bus, they go in a different direction. The bye week. So the new head coach takes over after the bye. Then he comes, whoever that is, interim coach, whatever, then they get their first victory at home after the bye with the interim coach. That's when they get their first win, week 11. Makes sense, because that does seem like a team that they could beat, That's usually what happens. They fire the coach after the bye. It's 11 weeks into the season. They're 0-10 or whatever it is. They get that first victory against Miami. The new coach, they put him on the shoulders. Everybody says, hire that guy, give him an extension. Just for the fun of it, let's just run through the rest of the schedule because we're already pretty much done. So we've got them at right uh, about 1-10 when they take on the Dolphins for the second time. Uh, Then they host the Raiders. Yeah, I don't think they're going to beat them. They're at Seattle. Not going to happen. At the Rams. Not going to happen. This one, home versus the Browns. Depends on what the Browns season turns out. If the Browns drop one on Thursday, this Thursday night against the Bengals, their season could start to unravel a little bit. So it just depends. That could be a real barn burner. <laughs> it should burn down both. Uh, and then the Pats to end the season on the road at Foxborough. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. So we're looking at maybe a 2-14 and 14 finish. Yeah, like a 2-14. and 14. It's, it's going to be one of the worst seasons that the Jets have probably had in a very – very long since uh, since I was on the team, we were one in fifteen, right? right? Quarter century. I yeah. mean, that was so long ago, and you could totally tell 
looking at the teams that they play that they don't have a shot at them. All right, so one team they don't have to face, thankfully, is the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers will finish his career with fill-in-the-blank. I'm guessing this means team. Green Bay. Okay. The Packers, they're going to extend Aaron Rodgers. He's got large cap numbers next year and the year after. They're going to go back into the the, uh, salary cap room, look at all the numbers, work them out, give him another $100-plus million deal, put him in line with all the quarterbacks that are getting paid right now. They're going to find him a receiver that so he can shut everybody up about he needs a receiver. Everybody can be quiet and satisfy their taste buds, and they're going to give him a long-term extension, and he's going to finish with the Packers. They could have perhaps given Mike D'Antoni a long-term extension in Houston. He essentially said, by contracts up, I don't want to come back, even though the Rockets seemed like they wanted him back towards the end. So he's a quote-unquote coaching free agent. Mike D'Antoni will coach fill-in-the-blank next season. If if he coaches, it'll be Indy. But I'm betting that he does not coach. I'm betting that he's sitting on the sideline, his family and everything is sitting there saying, why do you want to keep going through this? It's, It's not worth it. You know, let's enjoy life now. And I think he steps away and says, I, I don't want to I don't want to do this anymore. It's very interesting because, you know, more than any other coach, every coach wants to win the NBA title. But he would be so validated if he could win a title with that style. Right. Because people are just saying, hey, bro, it's good. It's good in the regular season. It's good in the playoffs. It's never, though, good enough. But, but there's no where are you going to go? Yeah. Like you, you, you're going to keep running into LeBron and A.D. Right. The Clippers are going to probably get their act together. Golden State, Brooklyn, all them teams is coming back from off injury. Right. They're going to be good. Like, where are you honestly going to go where there's a coach that's out with a team that can play that style and you can win an NBA title? No question about it. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Brian Kelly's here at 9, 10 a.m. Eastern, the Notre Dame head coach. Is their foray into the ACC a chance to play in the title game, an opportunity for them to maybe one day permanently join the ACC let go of their independence. We'll talk about it with Coach Kelly. All right, so you mentioned teams coming back and who's left. Quote, here we go. The fill-in-the-blank will, well, I know this one, will win the Western Conference Finals. The Lakers, okay, man. that was a quick one. All right. <laughs> Lakers in five, in case you hadn't joined us earlier. Okay, and here we go. The fill-in-the-blank will win the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, it took a hell of a block by Bam to, to, to win that game. Last night. Last night. Yeah. Um, I would think that Boston comes back in game two and wins. Okay. And it's gonna be a it's gonna probably be a six, seven game series there. And and I think Boston comes out of it. So we get that classic Laker Boston matchup mm. in the bubble, not at Parquet or not at Staples, but in the bubble. Parquet, if the old school fans remember the old Boston Garden. Let's go rogue and add a last one. So fill in the blank, who wins the NBA finals? I mean, what type of question is that? Well, I just how many games will the Lakers win the NBA Finals over the Celtics in? How about that? Fill in the blank. <laughs> Six. Six. Yeah. Drama, you know, need some drama. We need to get it going, you know, that sort of thing. In the bubble, this would be, they've been in the finals 12 times before. It's the greatest rivalry in I wasn't sports. born on some of them, though. <laughs> no, the Bill Russell one. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. You were around, around for Magic. You remember those. <laughs> yeah, I remember Magic, but I wasn't around for all them Bob Cousies and all them other dudes. They say Yankees, Red Sox, man. Lakers, Celtics fans will tell you. They're right up there. On the way, Brian Kelly is the ACC in Notre Dame's future for good. We'll ask him straight. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.